0: good morning and welcome once again and um, so we've been doing quite a bit of a study trying to work on our relationship with God and uh, we went through about three weeks of examining our prayer life and why things don't work out for us what is our role in it what are we not doing properly to allow God to work in our lives, we called that troubleshooting God. And then we uh, we looked at how we talk to God, the kind of words we use. How do we talk to him? How do we go to him? And then we looked at how we are to listen for God, how He is to talk to us. And then we kind of looked at our mindset about how we think about things, and message called i deserve it thinking about how we perceive that we deserve things when we really don't and uh we're going to take all this and kind of put it together in what we what we do with it how do we take action and let's start off and let's look at james chapter 1 verse 22 A lot of good stuff in James. James had some real insight. So, James 1 22 and 23. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face unto a glass. God, with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to study your word today, Father. We ask you to open our hearts and minds to receive what you have for us today. And just take myself out of the way, Father, and let your true message shine through. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Taking action. See, we can know all kinds of things. And we can proclaim all kinds of things. But if we don't put them into work... It doesn't really do us any good. All the time we have people that want to put on a persona. They want to make a big deal about, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. You know, we put the little stickers on our cars. We post it on our social media. We want the world to know. But I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. If you are a true believer, if you are a true follower, you don't have to proclaim it to anyone because your actions are going to show what is on your heart. The word tells us that from what the heart comes from the mouth. It also is the source of our actions. If we have a good, pure heart, we're going to do good, pure things. If we have questionable things on our heart, we're going to do questionable things. James 2, chapter 2, 14. What doeth profit, my brethren, if a man says he has faith and not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one is say unto them, Depart in peace, ye not warmed and filled with standing there, and not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so, faith, if has not works, is dead, being alone. Ye, a man saying, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest, thou is one God, thou doest well. And it delivers and tremble. It's one thing to, to talk about something. It's another thing to, to put it in to action. Over these last several weeks we've been talking about a lot of things and hopefully at the each of each one of these segments when you you hear it and you listen to it we read the word of god i hope that it it makes sense in your mind i'm hoping that you say that's something that i really need to do i need to put into action but the question is are you putting into action a lot of times when we get done here i'll give you a homework assignment for the week you know i'm hoping that when we leave here that you're carrying this stuff with you that you're keeping it in the back of your mind that you're you're thinking on it you're praying on it and you're looking at ways that you can put it into action in your own life because that is the secret it does no good whether whatever you do if you don't put it into action we can go to school and get all kinds of education we can get a degree but if we don't use that to turn it into something tangible then we're wasting our time we can go to the store we can buy all kinds of supplies to build neat things but if we don't actually assemble something and put it together we're just hoarding see that's the difference Between just having an idea to verbalize something and to put it into action. See, you know, we can come up with all of our excuses why we can't do something. You know, we talked about during one of these segments how we try to give God a way out. Because we like hope. We like the, the fantasy of things changing. That's why things like the lottery are so popular. Even though if you look at the reality of the odds, they're astronomically low of you actually having any life-changing money. But yet, millions and millions of dollars are spent every week to buy those tickets. And it's because of the feeling that you get from it. It's that hope. It's that dream. You can think about all the things... That you can do, you can think about how it will change your life. And we like that, that feeling of hope. And many times, instead of putting God's love, God's truth, God's word into action, instead of relying on faith to carry us through, we use him as a a source of a a feel-good, as a source of, of a false hope. Because God is hope. There, there's no doubt about that. If we have faith, if we know His word, we know His truth, there is hope in every situation. God will see us through. But we're going in that that alternate reality of hope and using it as a, as a crutch, as a just as something to appeal to our feelings. See a lot of times when we deal with God, we have to put our feelings aside. And push through the fear, push through the temptation, push through the doubt. All the things that make us uncomfortable, we don't want to do that. We want them good feelings on there. So we give, we give God a way out. So we just think about these things. We think about the love. We think about the hope and not put anything into action. There's no way for us to fail. God calls us to action. God wants us to do. So many times we just want to sit back and wait. Okay, Lord, I've prayed. Let's make it happen. And we're waiting for God to do something. But see, we're at a standoff because God is waiting for us to do something. See, we're lazy. We want him to do all the work. We want him to drop it in our laps. We want the money to show up in the mailbox. We want it just to to be handed out to us. We're just holding out our hands, waiting for something to fall into it. When God wants us to start, and then he wants to guide us. He wants us to help us along the way. It is a journey, and we have to take the first steps. And God's given us many examples of this. He told Abraham, he said, Abraham, go. He said, leave all this behind. Go. Just start going. I'm going to tell you where you're going to wind up at. But just go. And Abraham had to rely on his faith to believe that God is good. God is going to do what he said to push all that stuff behind, to go God told Moses, he said, go, bring back my people. Of course, Moses needed a little bit of motivation, but finally he got his act together and he went. And then all them Israelites, they don't know where they're going, but they know they need to go. Go. And all these are good examples of us because we all have our doubts and we have our fears along the way. And we have times that we think well, maybe we're not doing the right thing and maybe we need to turn and run back. But we see that God will see us through and we have to keep working on these fundamentals that we're supposed to be keep working on and build our faith. Go. They're out there in the desert. They need some water. And you know, it would have been real easy for just water to appear, just like the bread from heaven. But God said, go. Beat on that rock. Beat on that rock. Well, that sounds crazy to go and beat on a rock. But God wants us To do something. When we do, when we act, it exercises our faith. And God's all about the impossible. It's impossible for water to come from a rock. But with a little bit of faith and a couple of knocks, here it comes. Here it comes. And... A little bit later on, he said, well, hey, I got to figure it out. All I got to do is knock on that rock. But wait, we forgot one important detail. We have to consult God first because that's what we do. Here's the steps. We have a problem. We go to God and then God gives us an answer. And it may not be the same thing every time because God is all knowing. God knows the way and there might be a better way for it this time. Just because it worked one time do not mean it's going to work the next time. Joshua needs to march on a place. There's a big old wall around it. How are we going to get in there? God says, "We'll want you to just march around it a few times, see what happens." He said, "Go." So what do they do? They went, and they go. Next thing you know, a wall comes crumbling down. God tells Abraham he needs to go make a sacrifice. All he's got with him is a little boy. Well, you're going to have to do. So what did he do? He went. And then God provided something along the way. But he never would have found it if he hadn't have went. And we all got things that we're praying for. How do I know? Because... You keep listening week after week. We keep talking about how do we get our prayers answered. So we have things that we need. Things that we want. And God's telling us that we need to to do things. And sometimes that's hard. That's complicated. I can only imagine. You know... uh, Abraham, he's a interesting fella. And I've did some uh, spent some substantial amount of time with him and looking at the things he's done. And and uh one thing I like about everyone that God uses is they're relatable. Because they're like us. And you know, in today's world, we want to to uh sugarcoat everything we put a spin on it whatever the story is we want to tell we make the details match you know for example if we have one of our politician leaders and they're doing a bad job they want to say something else well it's not really that they're doing a bad job it's because of of racism or sexism or the environment or some kind of something like that you know God, he lays it out. Nope, you're just doing a bad job. You've just failed. You've just not done what you're supposed to do. And these are the consequences of it. But then we get to see that we have a loving God that can forgive and that people can overcome. So Abraham, he made his fair share of mistakes. He wasn't supposed to bring anyone with him but his wife, but he went ahead and took his pal Lot with him, and that caused a whole bunch of rigmarole. And then there was times that he fell into areas of fear, and he was worried he was going to get killed and his wife was going to took away, so he told some white lies about that and try to overcome that. But we see that God steps in time after time and to use what we men have given him to work with and he's able to turn it around and turn it into something good and he forgives us because he loves us and he wants to work with us and we're going to mess up. We're human. The only people that don't make mistakes are the people that never do anything. If you never do anything, if you always play it safe, you're never going to make a mistake because you're never putting yourself out there to make one. So we have to take action. We have to to do things. We have to look at what is God telling us to do. Sometimes it's very clear. Sometimes it takes a bit. Sometimes it's a little abstract. But there's always things that we can be doing That is in God's will and that God can build upon and work with. Let's take the old universal healing. We all have things that trouble us temporary situations, we have chronic conditions. Every day, each and every one of us is getting older, and as we do, our bodies is not liking that situation. Things don't work as good as they used to. We always have things that we can work on in health. And then we we pray about it. We pray about our health, how to get better and stronger. And of course, all of us would like to just wake up one day and everything that ails us be taken care of. But that is the exception, not the rule. God works gradually. God works over time and God works at his time. And we've talked about why that is. Building faith, building a relationship. How we reflect to others. Action. So what can we do? Will we seek our, our fellow man? The word tells us to to come together. We are to confess our sins to one another. We are to pray together. Because we are all brothers and sisters. We are to help each other out. We all have different skill sets, different strengths, different weaknesses. And we can come together. That's why we seek professionals at certain times. Like we will go to a, a doctor. Because they have knowledge in this area that we may be lacking. So, what do we need to do? We need to, if the advice is sound, if the advice is in the doctrine of God, you know, uh, it doesn't hurt to ask what a person's stance is. Are you a believer? You know, we can't always size someone up in the first little bit, but when we were talking about situations in our lives, when we're talking about people that we are seeking out, we want to seek out like-minded people. So if we're going to seek someone in the realm of healing, why would we not want to seek someone that also believes in God? That draws from God's ability. Because they're out there. You know, we talked about this that God allows us to do things, God puts people in our path, God puts us in directions. Not everyone can be a preacher, but we need people to do other things. We need people to uphold the law, we need people to heal, we need people to do all these other professions. To help each other out. We all can't do the same thing. But just because we do a a certain profession. Just because things are are science based. Or any other thing that the world tells us. that can't have God in it. No. God is in everything. So we need to make sure that we are taking solid advice from believers. And if we're doing that. Follow the advice. The medicine is not going to work until you take it, until you get it into your system. And I believe that God can heal us wholeheartedly, 100%, no matter what the situation is. We've seen it done time after time. But sometimes we have to take that long path. So there might be things... Of intermission that we have to do as we build. Now, I don't think that having to take a, a drug for the rest of your life is an absolute healing. But it might be something we have to do temporarily while we're on that path. Don't close off God and don't close off the path He decides to take you down. We may be struggling with something like a regaining use of our bodies. We may want to, to walk again, to walk unassisted, to be able to do the things that we used to do before something happened. Well, there's got to be a process that we have to go through. It might be grueling. We might have to do physical therapy. We might have to do exercises. We might have to do these things to help build back up. But it's not mean that God's not going to see us through it. And as we go through these grueling things, we have to rely on Him more and more. And as we do, He's going to give us more than more. And if we do these things, we will come through the other side. We will come through, completed, and we will have such a stronger faith and a stronger relationship with God because of it. But it all starts with that commitment. We live in America, and as a whole, we struggle with weight. Because we have a great food source, a great unhealthy food source, and we can eat all kinds of stuff. We went through the Thanksgiving holiday and I'm sure that many of us overly overindulge time and time again over the last few days. And then, very shortly, the new year's going to start. Gym memberships are going to go up. Diets are going to start. And we're all going to try to start getting back into a shape other than round. And it happens every year, it's a cycle. And we fall into a a dieting cycle because we restrict certain things and we do certain things and we have a program that we follow and the weight begins to come off and we get feeling better and we get more comfortable and then we start getting laxed. We start getting comfortable. We start going back the other way. We start developing the old habits that we had before and if we don't stay to that program, we begin to put the pounds back on. So they say if you truly want to lose weight and keep it off, you have to not diet. You have to change your lifestyle. And that's what we're doing here. We're changing our spiritual lifestyle. Because a lot of times, you know, we might be in a situation and we're needing God's help right then. And we're trying to do all these things that we're learning right now for this one time. But then when things are going good, and we're not needing to rely on god quite as much we tend to fall away from it we let other things get in between us you can watch church attendance go up and down just based on the season it is vacations and other things get in the way and we fall away and as we do then more bad things creep up in our lives satan gets a better foothold on us and then we're back and have to start scrambling back the other way again to recover everything that we've lost. It's just like putting weight back on. We have to regain all that faith that we've built. We have to regain all the coping mechanisms, all the things that we have that keep us strong during troubled times. What we should be doing is, is adopting a lifestyle when it comes to our spiritual needs. Not a religion, not a pattern, but a lifestyle, a connection with God, a relationship. That's what we should be after. Joshua three seventeen. And we've seen an exodus that come up against a body of water. We've seen God part it. And then we see it once again at the, at the Jordan River. 17, And the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant and the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan and the Israelites passed over on dry ground until the people were passed clean over Jordan. These are such grand examples for life because we're going to be traveling anytime you they, we have to, to do something we have to go and there's going to be obstacles and you know that throughout history crossing a river has always been a a grand feat you know today no big deal we just go to the nearest bridge and pop right over it Can you imagine you go up there and that's your obstacle? Because you don't know how swift the current is. You don't know how deep it is. You don't know if it drops off gradually or drops off very sharply. You don't know what kind of dangers lurk beneath the water. Are there sharp rocks? Are there logs? Are there animals that would attack? Is the water cold? Is it frigid? So many things that can go wrong when forging a river. And when we look at these dangers, it's very easy to just stop right there. Just forget it. And maybe instead of moving forward, that we need to do, we start moving sideways. Because that's safer in our minds. Safer in our minds, because we don't have to cross that water. We'll just keep moving along the bank, and maybe we can find a a calmer spot. Maybe we can find a spot where it's not so deep. Maybe we can find a, a fallen tree that we can crawl across, looking for all these things. Now, what does that sound like? See, that's where we get away from God, because, and we start going back to all the scenarios that could happen. We get into our own minds. Well, we could do this, we could do that. We start trying to solve the problem for ourselves instead of just relying on God. Because they had a problem. We got to cross this river. And God said, step into it. That was his answer. Go forward. And of course, he had to overcome that fear. But it says as soon as As they stepped in, as soon as that water touched their ankle bones, it began to recede. And not just a little bit, all of it. They walked across on dry land. Because that is what faith does. That is what happens when we partner with God. And we're going together. All the things that could have happened. If the Israelites they had just stopped, all them Roman soldiers were behind them, they would have been recaptured, maybe killed. But God sees us through. We have to take those steps. God can give you a a brilliant idea. He can give you a a master plan. He can give you that million-dollar idea. He can give you that business. He can give you that job. But you have to take the first steps. God can tell you, where to go, who to see, but if you don't take and get out of that bed, if you don't turn in that application, if you don't file the paperwork, if you don't s- start, if you don't push through, every journey begins with just one step. We have to take action. We have to go forward. We have to move This is stuff we're learning. Even as simple as that. If we don't take the time to evaluate ourselves, evaluate our relationships, these things are not going to change. We have to determine what do we want from life? What do we want our relationship with God to look like? The only thing that is holding us back is ourselves. And mainly that's because of fear. We're scared of being let down. Because everything lets us down in some way or another. We have our our earthly personal relationships. And even the people we love the most are going to fail us because we're human. We make mistakes. We have the all these things that we see and we see the commercials and we see it in use and it's like oh that's going to be the grandest thing ever right now we're in a shopping frenzy and every possible scenario is running a a sale and there's cyber monday and black friday and everything in between and it's just almost too much to keep up with because every day something's changing and we're just Everything's showing what a good deal everything is and all these things it can do. And we're trying to find things for ourselves and things to give other people. And how many times have we got something and it's been less than what we expected it to be? There was a, a movie on the other day and it was a, a flashback of when the, the first... Nintendo system came out and this little boy was trying to to get him one for Christmas and trying to do it and I uh, Remember because I grew up during that time and remember when these things first came out and just they showed all these things how grand it was and you know and then uh, When you finally do do get one and after they get a little bit of age on everybody remembers that you you have to, to blow on the cartridges and you have to tap on them. And how many times you'll be playing along and all of a sudden the screen turns a bright color because it it locked up. Because it's just not everything that is supposed to be. Because whenever they, they shoot the commercials and they make the posters and they do all the things, they make sure all that stuff's perfect. They don't allow one glitch in. They don't allow one mistake. And all we see is that perfection. Every time we see a, a commercial for a... Uh, a hamburger on t v it's perfect. every little sesame seed is in place, and the lettuce is fluffy and laying over just right and there's just a a bit of ketchup hanging out and you see the cheese is all nice and melted and uh what you don't realize is behind the scenes that there's nothing about that hamburger that's edible that all the stuff we see on t v is exactly made for t v and it's done with a bunch of. False ingredients and little sticks holding everything up, and um, special coloring and special materials to make it look camera ready. So, when we get that sandwich and we unwrap that paper, the product that we get is, needless to say, disappointing. So, we're used to being disappointed. But when we deal with God, we have to change that whole mindset. Because God does not disappoint. The problem does not lie with Him. It lies with us each and every time. We have to change our ways. But if we are going to do these things, we have to take action. We have to take action in our minds. That's where it starts. We have to decide, okay, this is what we're going to do. Then we have to take action in our spirit, in our souls, who we are. We have to say that. No matter what I feel, we're going to push down the feelings. That feelings are not real. Feelings are not what drives us. Truth of God is. And we are going to cling to that. And then no matter how hard it is, no matter how the difficulty level is at, no matter how much it hurts, we are going to stand strong and we are going to take those first steps. And the second step. And the third step. And we are going to keep walking down that path that God provides until we get to the end that he has for us. We have to decide that. We have to take.